Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the 143, episode 84. We are here with you, Under Review Live. We're finally back together again in the HQ. First episode back in College Station, and let me tell you, we are excited. Things are about to amp up. It is good we're we're just feeling good right now. Football season is just around the corner. It feels like it is taking forever to get here, but um, school starts this week for us. Mm. But this is what's most important. Absolutely. This right here. And uh, we feel like back in our element, Zoom is great and everything, but... Um, this is where it is. This is how this is how it started. And like, the sound quality and video quality is just going to be a lot better from here on out. You know, uh, we're back together, so everything is just looking looking good. So welcome back in to the HQ. Let's kick it off with the stat of the week, brought to you by Andrews Logistics. Um, Nick, this is an interesting stat for you. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens' twenty-four preseason game win streak was snapped last night mm. by the Commanders. And let me tell you something. The sports world has been raving about this. And I got to say, that's the most pointless stat I've ever heard in my life. I was about to say, I knew, I guess I didn't know that the win streak was a thing until Monday night when it was snapped. So I was like, I just kind of said whatever. That is just the most popular stat that is out there right now. So I thought I would bring it up and just say, I don't think here at Under Review we really care about the preseason at all. I was going to say, that's not really super impressive. It doesn't mean anything. It it accounts to nothing, basically. A player from the Commanders came out and said it's a stupid stat, and I would have to agree with him. I mean, absolutely. uh, Anyways, I just thought I'd share that with you all. So um, that's the stat of the week. Congratulations. And so your player of the week is Mr. Jonathan Taylor, who was most recently given the green light mm. to, um, in regards to uh, looking at being traded to other places. So let's just give his stats from last year. He had a, he had a down year. Okay, He, he did. battled some injuries, 861 yards for four touchdowns. But the season before that, 2021, that was when he really popped off, was having an MVP caliber type season. He rushed for 1,811 yards for 18 touchdowns. So there is an extremely high ceiling for this guy. Yep. And so just super excited to see where he goes. He could get put in a really good situation. He's going to make an impact wherever he goes. So I'm excited to see where my boy Jonathan Taylor goes next. Yep. And um, we will talk about that here in a second, a little bit more in depth. There's some stuff surrounding him. But first, we're going to dive into a little bit of uh, a scandal, a scandal, a little bit of a sad story for us as um, fans. But uh, the movie The Blind Side, there is controversy that has been brewing for about a couple weeks now. Um, And I'll let Nick explain that. Essentially, the entire thing was a scam, basically. The whole premise. Which... At first, when this movie first came out, I think everyone was a little bit skeptical, right? Um, so, unfortunately, it does not come as a surprise that that's what happened. Uh, but essentially, basically, the the Tui family, which was the family that brought in Michael Orr off the streets um, out of home. his unfortunate situation, gave him a home, gave him a bed, gave him food, gave him clothes, whatever... 
Apparently, they made millions and millions of dollars off of his name, off of his image, and he saw none of that money. The movie was uh, and is still very, very popular. Yes. It's a great movie. Yes. Um, I would say it's one of my favorites. Um, I know it's one of yours as well. It is a good movie. Uh, Great story. Family adopts this guy off the street, kind of helps him get his life on track. He's great, a great left tackle, and uh, he went on to... In real life, he, he became an NFL player because of all that. Yeah. Um, with that opportunity. Well, apparently, allegedly, uh, when signing his adoption papers, um, when he was, I want to say 18, 17, 18. Yeah, something like that. Um, when the family had him sign the adoption papers to adopt him, they also, apparently, in that contract, he was signing away the rights to, to his name, his essentially. Name in terms of a, like business. So basically, he was like, any, I think that the technical court term was conservatorship, which basically was like, since the Tuies were his legal guardians, now technically they could use his name to make like business deals and, and make it goes, millions it goes of them. dollars. And it goes to them, and he doesn't see any of it. So hundreds of millions of dollars have been made off this movie. Right. And he's seen none of it from the movie. Now he has had a, he had a successful NFL career, made good money there. It's not like he's broke right now or anything, but mm-hmm. um, he hasn't. It's a movie about him. It's his life story, and apparently, uh, not only is the life story not completely accurate, but he has not seen any money from that. And um, this is all allegedly. It's going to court. They're gonna work through it. Um, I gotta say, if it's true, uh, it's a little messed up from the Sui, the not the Sui, the Tui family. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, in my opinion, he has every right to try to go collect. I mean, su- supposedly, I want to say the figure was $10 million mm. off of that. And so I think it went out evenly among the four members of the family, being being the two parents, the biological daughter and the biological son. That's just what they made off the movie. But yeah, the what movie the, itself is what they made, made like a lot what of money. they personally got yeah. off the movie was like I want to say it was ten million dollars, and it was split between the four of them. But, but he, didn't get a cut. he didn't get any of it, and like he was kind of ninety percent of the story. I don't story. feel like that story happens without him. I I really don't feel like it does either because it's about him. Um, right. We so it in. Obviously, right now, there's just, you don't know, we don't know the facts, we don't know what's going on, but we do know he was not included in the split, like, he didn't get any money from the movie. One thing I do... You know that as a fact. I mean, it it is a little reassuring, because, like, he made it in the NFL. He did, he had a great He career. got, he had a great career, so, obviously, yes, he lost out on millions and millions of dollars, but what I can appreciate is it wasn't life-ruining. Like, he right. was at least able to still be successful. I mean, he got a full ride. Make a name for himself, get a full ride scholarship, make a great career, make millions of dollars, but he just lost out on so much initially. But I do hope he gets all of it back. Uh, what we were talking about um, off air was also uh, you have to kind of appreciate the way that people have approached him and yeah. asked him questions about it. And even though, um, you know, it's a pretty big lawsuit going on right now and everyone knows about it, like he – He's not willing to make public comments about it. He's wanting to try to keep it in house and try to sort it out with the family. They've been so. keeping it airtight, you know. Like you, don't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen any like 
comments being made from either side. Obviously, like Joseph said, it's just staying in the court. You know, they're Which trying they're trying to figure yeah. it out between, you know, Michael Orr, the family, and then like in front of the US court. So it's not trying to ruin each other's reputation. Yeah. You know, we're so used to seeing people bash each other on Twitter and all over social media or whatever. And that is they're kind of taking the opposite approach yeah. when it comes to this particular problem. Um I guess, you know, that's how I would handle it, too, if I was in a lawsuit with my family. But, you know, hopefully we'll never come to that. I mean, I don't think you're in danger of that. I, I Ho- hope not. Hopefully. I would win. I would yeah, win. Obviously. I want to go on record saying I would win. Obviously. Okay. We win in everything we do. Yeah, so we that do. I was, winners I was never questioning that. Uh, but it's an unfortunate situation for them, and it kind of just ruins the magic of that movie a little bit, that story. Yeah. Um, throw some it obviously on it. makes it not as good because the whole what made it so good was that it was based on a true story so now it's not ba- yeah it is, i mean it's still of. based on a true story but now it's more just like a movie yeah now it's not it's really just a like cool oh movie this now. actually happened right exactly like this but um anyways that's uh just something that's going on in the sports world that's, right now. that's pretty big right now it's a big news story um, another big news story that's come out is Jonathan Taylor and the Colts have been going at it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor wants a new contract. He's only played for two years, right? So he wants a new contract. Or he's played three years. Three years. Wants a new contract now. Three, yeah. Wants a big extension. Extension. Um, the Colts don't want to give it to him. And so they have given him – they two weeks ago said they weren't ever going to trade him. They weren't going to trade him right now. Or whatever, and uh, they said they definitely were going to, and now they've given him permission to see. He's got the green light. So, uh, Nick, thoughts on that? Obviously, you know, we always talk about, I mean, anytime we talk about NFL trade or contract or whatever, we talk about injuries. You know, that's a big red Mm -hmm. flag, especially at the running back position, Mm -hmm. because you have to sustain so many hits and so much contact every single game that it's like, it, it puts a big target or red flag on your back when you have sustains injury because you're not worth as much then you're not worth as much because you know you never know because your season or not your your career could end at Mm -hmm. any moment especially as a running back so um and obviously there's been it's been a huge deal this year about running backs getting paid and so Jonathan Taylor's getting frustrated with the organization and he's been frustrated with them for a while so he's trying to um get away from the Colts and I think I've been um they've been talking about a good destination for him being the Miami Dolphins. I think that would work out great. I do. I think so as well. I think the Dolphins have good trade capital to give. They well. have lots of space, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're one of those teams that could do some real damage. They have some. They have a great defense. They've got some star talent on offense. So it's like if they get if they get a running back, like they have a so, they get a solid running what back were, in Jonathan Taylor. What were his yards uh, per year? So, in 2020, he got 1,169, and that was playing 15 games. Okay. And then that next year was 2021. That was his big breakout year. He had 1,811, and then last year, 2022, he only had 861. But that was through 11 games, so that's still not bad. pretty solid for only having played 11 games. I don't think that—we've already talked about this. I don't think it's worth it to pay a running back who's been hurt. It's just not. I think the Colts are in the right for this decision. Um, Getting hurt in his third year, especially, 
Well, Colin Cowherd made a good point on the herd um, about the fact that running quarterbacks are now taking the majority of running yards on a team. You know, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, uh, they're taking it. Like, you don't need great running backs to go with them because they are pretty much the running They're getting used more, or running backs are getting used more as a receiver. That's why we've seen guys that are breaking out now are guys that are your pass-catching backs, like an Austin Eckler type And they last longer. Right. And... um, Anthony Richardson is a, a more of a running quarterback. He's a dual threat quarterback, and I think the the um, idea is he's going to take the majority of those rushing yards, anyways, um, running options and stuff. So he doesn't need an amazing running back next to him. He probably just needs an average one, um, and they'll work out just fine. I think this is good for the Colts. I don't think that they need to pay him if they can right now. You can't really get much for running backs. So if they could trade him and get some good stuff for him, they want a first-round pick. I don't think they're going to get a first-round pick for him, um, but that's what they want. If they can trade him somewhere and get some good capital from it, I think that would. I think it's a good move for them. And I don't think that Jonathan Taylor needs to be acting like he deserves a huge payday right now. But also, speaking with the Dolphins, I think that bulks up their running back room a yes. ton. Tua needs help. Yes, Um Obviously, the big thing with Tua, right, is the concussion mm-hmm. deal, right? Because that that changes the scenario a little bit just because concussions are so much more severe right? that you're look, it, all, it almost changes quality of life there yes. as well. And he's had three. Three. I want to say it was three. Yeah. I'm just, sure. la- just last season. Which, hey, I will say this. In the preseason, I saw a clip of him. Um, I can't remember if he was getting sacked or getting hit after he threw. He was, like, going to land on the back of his head, but he, like, rolled over and caught himself with his arms. Mm. So there is progress being made. So he hopefully, how to fall this offseason. I was about to say, hopefully he, like, officially learned how to fall this offseason. So that, mm-hmm. should, that should help him um, in the near future because that was a huge problem last year was he just kept falling on the back of his head, unfortunately. But I think that problem has been solved. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. I think the Colts have been making some interesting moves. I mean, I don't think there's much hope for the Colts this season. I think they've got a good prospect in Richardson, but they hired Jeff Saturday as their head coach. I don't understand that. Completely. I think that's the only thing that matters for the Colts this year is just seeing how good Anthony Richardson yeah. is. I think everything else is just kind of they've got a decent alarm. a side note. Yeah. yeah, but they're not expected to do much this year. Their defense um, is okay. I think the Jags are heavy favorites to win that division anyway. They have a solid receiving core, but obviously it all just depends on how good Anthony Richardson turns out to be. I mean, be. they're I think their best case scenario is they're battling the Titans for a wild card spot. I would agree. Uh, I think the Jags I mean, and from the away. way that they've or from the the failures they've had in the last couple years, I would say that's a huge step up because yep. they've been they tried the whole signing veteran quarterbacks yeah, for, a for a year. year. You know, they went with they had Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan, and that was that that Not great. all three yeah, of those failed well. miserably. So hopefully they can get their franchise guy and Anthony Richardson. You know, agreed. But uh, yeah, that's what's happening out there in the NFL world right now. Not a whole lot, but we are inching ever so closer to the NFL season. We're getting super duper excited. Yes, you know, Cowboys. Cowboys I don't know what's inbound. I was going to say no something inbound, but I don't know what's inbound for the Cowboys. I'm expecting what we got last year. 
solid success in the regular season. Probably not great in the playoffs. All means nothing in the end. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see where the the road takes us. So here's where I like to end our shows and under review. I brought to you a quote from the fastest man on the planet, Usain Bolt: "Kill them with success and bury them with a smile." And that's the truth. That is the truth. Take that with you this week. We appreciate you tuning in. See you next week for another episode of Under Review.